Everybody got their pants on? Uh, God, I hope so. Everybody except this uh, week. Wait. Uh, I'll, this wait. It's pants on week. Wait, uh, no. Somebody Freddy likes Fender? It. Was it Freddie Fender? Uh, <laughs> yeah, Freddie Fender did not have his okay, pants on. Right. <laughs> when and your we'll friend le- delivered him a burger. Well, yes, I was that's say, true. We were going to yeah. leave that to the audience to to determine what we were talking about bef- pre-record. Yeah. No, it's like something I feel, about Freddie Fender's underwear. I feel, and there. I feel certain that he eventually had pants on. He just did not have pants on when he answered the door at a hotel when they were delivering him food. Well, and Shane had a secret admirer in high school. And in eighth grade, I was a secret admirer of a girl, and then she found out who I was, and she was not into it. Oh, yeah, see? Yeah, really bummed that's me all, out. That's a oh, horrible that's not story. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, well, I got well, over I it. I think that's probably, yeah, that that's is, probably that is why you've never told me that story Oh, before. French cinema. I hope that you got over it. Apparently, that <laughs> woman in Indiana that was also <laughs> oh, that My Facebook stalker? <laughs> Your admirer, yes. Yeah. Solitary It tier. all comes around. All right. I'm Shane. I'm Ryan. I'm Mark. I'm Kevin. This is Somebody Likes It. I feel like we have to um, revive Celebrity Death Watch because it was. Is that a video game? What you you need? Uh, Yeah, Uh, that's good, right? God damn, it's almost like like her, don't I? It's almost like I thought for a second Mark had what uncanny. It is. You kind of get the impression that like if if during her lifetime someone had had told the artist that we're talking about, you're gonna die, and then. Someone is going to sing your most famous uh, phrase from one of your songs, just like this. She go like, "Well, it's it's probably better that I'm dead." Yeah, you got a good point there. Yeah, uh, we we are talking, of course, about Aretha Franklin. Oh yeah, um, you hear she's good, the Queen of Soul, the Queen of Soul. I've heard she's yes. good. Yeah. I, you know, here's my thing about Aretha Franklin. With me personally, it, it it's, it's like sometimes people that are. Um, Pretty much, I mean, I could say that she is kind of the definition of universally acclaimed. Yeah, as a singer, like a, a icon. One of well, those yeah, but I mean, one of, one of those you can add to the list that nobody that that nobody doesn't dis- like dislikes. Right. I just uh, sometimes stuff like this will happen, i.e., um, you know, death, and I will um, spend some time listening more in, in closely to their music just because you know as amazing of a singer as she was it still to me i've heard some of those songs you know respect is one of them so many times it kind of bleeds into the background a little bit well yeah and so then i like i started paying attention you know more than i should have she has a lot more hits than no you think of off the top of your head but but her the sweet spot in her career was also you know like an era ago or two like so late late 60s yeah uh, so that's, that's crazy. That, that bunch that, of hits in the eighties—they weren't. What Mark's popped up on the good. screen is crazy. Well, so uh, what Mark has popped up on. Why don't you guys talk about that? Now I'll tell you a little story I recently heard. So uh, this would be like if we were if we were if we didn't read American English correctly, it would say that she that Aretha Franklin had no will and <laughs> didn't <trust>. and <laughs> just didn't trust anybody at the time. <laughs> she had no will to live, and <laughs> no more trust in anybody. But no, she. We're talking about the nouns, not. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's different. Yeah, uh, no will. Uh, 
of her estate. Yeah, but she'd been in failing health for a while, I think. So she well, had, but she still didn't have a will, and you know that shit's going to be in court for a oh, long it's gonna fucking be, yeah. time. It's going to be James well, Brown. I was going to uh, say a, a lot, James all Brown. Over again. Except James Brown was slightly. Crazy. You expect that from James Brown. <laughs> yeah, you you wouldn't you would you would have expected like what what the whole like they kept him they kept his body from being buried for like two years or some shit. I like, just assume that Marvin Gaye's estate is gonna get all the money. Like <laughs> that's, that's usually the way that that assumption. works. Yeah. Well that's some crazy ass shit. But let me let me tell you, uh, recently um a friend of mine who works at a and this is Prior to this is a few months ago, prior to her death, um, none of us knew that she was even in ill health, and we were just talking about the people. He works at a at a music venue, and uh, he was talking about you know famous people that play there, and just telling me little anecdotes. He's been there for a while, and he said, "Oh shit, Aretha Franklin still gets paid in cash, like literally, like she doesn't trust." It's like from back in the day and stuff. That's why and, she doesn't have a and, will. Yeah, that yeah. probably so, is and it. He, and he said, and he said, hey, if you ever, if she, if she when she comes back here and plays, if you want to know where the cash is, that they always keep it underneath the piano, like the piano player always has. You have to, they would have to give her a bag of cash. Um, I wonder if she felt prey to some of that, you know, a whole hundred dollars for my all my songs, Mr. Barry Gordy kind of thing. I think, and so. then she just came to not trust contracts. And it, so you're saying it makes, that it makes complete sense to me. I mean, it, it made sense to you guys. She's Fats Waller fallout. What do you mean? Yeah. I mean, like, like a, the guy who sold his songs oh. and they could never listen to them again. Yeah, like it's the the changing the tide there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, well, rest in peace. Pour one out. Yeah, absolutely. For the Queen of yeah, Soul. Yeah. Uh, well, we're here for something else. And uh, uh, similar though, yeah. I, I thought Shane was gonna like kiss me when I brought up. Oh, big this band, big big fan of this band. Yeah, and uh, anyway, I'm talking of course about uh, the album "Thank Your Lucky Stars," a 2015 release by the band Beach House. Oh, can by I, the can way, I, can I just jump in and say something really quick? Yeah. Uh, so this is this is just my own hang up. Has nothing to do with anybody else, and I'm looking forward to talking about this record, but. I get for whatever reason I get uh I have always confused Beach House and Best Coast. <laughs> like uh, they can play a bill together. <laughs> like they can well, do yeah, a bill together, they, but they're very, very they, different. Well they, they are, are of course they are. And I knew you were gonna say that. But yeah, th- and they are. But um I could but, see that. But I know but uh, the ironically I knew Best Coast a little bit better than I knew Beach House and so it was it was uh it was, it was a fun trip. I may have mentioned this on the show before, but I used to get an, an, another two bands that could probably play on a bill together but sound nothing alike. Um, I used to, until I was out of high school, definitely, I got um, the Sisters of Mercy and Jesus of Mary Chain completely I confused. Could, oh, I could see well, that. They're both yeah. a little gothy. Uh, Jesus well, and Mary I, Chain a little more garagey. I th- I think it's I think it's like Sisters of Mercy is like a Catholic thing, and there's Jesus and Mary, you know, like yeah. And I had the same thing with Frank Ferdinand and no, no, it was came out like at the same time. It wasn't like, the way the bands sounded. It, it was mm. specifically their names. Like I got their names confused. For well, some one reason. one thing I, I, I thought he was going to say Beach House and Beach Slang. Uh, no, I would. I don't confuse those bands. I thought they? I thought Beach House was a genre of music, personally. So no, it's oh, dream yeah, pop, <laughs> and it's very, very dream. pop. This one is, is very, very dream, pop. dream pop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In fact, like, and I like the record a lot. It turns out you you either have to listen to it with headphones on or on a really nice stereo, because uh, I tried to listen to it on my tinny phone speakers, and that's not a good idea. No, 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 no. 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 Um, 
You're not getting all. But of my it. only my only dig on it, and I really love it. But um, my only dig on it is like I kept getting sleepy. Um, well, yeah, it's dream it's pop, a, it, Ryan. It, it it yes. <clears throat> this is what, this record. I mean, so as the person that probably likes this band the most in this room, I I, I like I mean, this record. Uh, I, uh, quite a bit, but it's definitely down on the canon for me. Well, I suspect this is probably, and I've just become acquainted with this band in the last like six months, just here and there. And I, I liked everything I kept hearing, but I think the stuff that I had heard before is a little bit more guitar oriented. oriented and this is as it, more it, well, keyboard. It, it's not. Keyboards. It's not as much that it's um, the the albums. Okay, so the album preceding this is. This is a really weird... Well, they put out... Yeah, they put this out, like, right after... Depression Cherry, they put out, I think, in June, and this came out in August, or there's a period of that many months. I mean, very, very quickly, and with they, no... they announced it on Twitter, like, nine days just, before Yeah, it and then just put it out. But, you know, this... The Depression Cherry was sort of a... Was sort of a... Um, response to the, uh, the two albums before the two albums that... Um, made them Beach House, uh, Teen Dream, which came out in like 2009, and I'm blanking on the one that came after that with Myth was the single, but those uh, those were bigger, uh, not necessarily like the, big live drums. And this what these this one especially like was like a pullback, a quiet, even quieter than just like Depression Cherries is is still um, drum machine, but uh, it's it's quieter, and this one even more so is like a quieter. It's less. Uh, there's less production. She sings like instead of that low contralto range that or that she sings. That she's up. She's up higher on this record on a lot of the songs. Like mm -hmm. by the way, this woman has a crazy, crazy range. That what she is sings that in. vocal effect they're putting on her? It's not. I don't think it's a multi-tracking. Uh, there's. I mean, it just sounds like airy and breathy and. and a, and also, she was born in Paris, so that makes a lot of sense. That's true. She's seeing in the in the most recent record. I mean, there's, there's just a lot of reverb on it, and there's there's some delay um, for sure. But there's also a lot of double and triple tracking. She does that a lot more on albums that aren't this album, where like she'll sing in the low range and then and then and then have harmonies in the high range, but mm -hmm. and sometimes not even harmonies, where she'll she'll double the part, but in in well, a different range. The whole thing's very like like kind of textured and layered. Um, but I, you know, just knowing myself and like how I respond to music like this, like it's kind of a damn shame that I don't do drugs anymore. Cause <laughs> like there, this would be a great drugs album. Uh, either that or like if you meet a girl and you like, she has to leave the next day, like to go back to her home country, but she just wants to make out. <laughs> home she just country. wants to make out all night. <laughs> why? Why not plan it? Like if you're gonna, you know that you know that like you're never gonna be able to see her again. You know, it's kind of you, you guys know this scenario. You've been sure. I've actually had scenarios quite similar to that before. Yeah, but wouldn't this be but like the best record for that? What drink red goat climb up on the roof and like drink red wine? Red and wine and just just make out, put this record on. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's <laughs> it's, I like that. I like that. Now we're just offering instructions. Like well, that's just basically how I'm to telling listen. you kids. Like if you how to find yourself, to. put this on your Spotify. If you ever find yourself in that situation, just hit play. In the situation find a girl where or a guy from another country. Sure. Yeah. Like whatever you your can flavor. Hook up with for one day before they go back to their country. Yeah. I do think. I do think that seriously though. I do think that it's interesting that both that both of those records were recorded at the, in the same session. Like so. What's what's not been clear to me just from the reading is if they were recorded 
one subsequent to the other, or if or what what I'm kind of gathering, just you, reading between the lines, is that it was essentially was a big batch of songs, and then they called out the that, ones that made sense. That's kind of what I'm getting. It was kind of like a Rolling Stones. What's that? Uh, I thought it was where m- they ca- they tattoo you. The- no, um, but the one <laughs> we talked about. Is that the album about, where they like have a zipper on it and shit? Sticky Probably. fingers. Yeah. Oh, sticky. Fingers. Yeah. Anyway, never mind. I stand. Sorry, Ryan. Right, go ahead. Uh, but uh, the, the Stones like recorded. I can't. I still can't remember uh, the name of the damn thing. It's a classic. Exile on no, Main Street. Exile on Main Street. Thank you. Uh, none of us really liked it all that much. But That's they true. recorded we that not. while they're recording other records, and so I think they just kind of saw stuff that would like this makes more sense to go here, and this makes more sense to go here. Hey, Shane, did you happen to look up the place that uh, they recorded this thing? Bogalusa, Louisiana. Um, well, uh, well, and Actually, it, was, it was mixed in Greater El Paso, it was right? Re- like, right? Right, right. Was that's re- what I'm thinking of. Yeah. Um, the Sonic Ranch. And like, I don't know what that is, but that's if, where they mixed if, it. If they recorded it in you're, Bogalusa. You're absolutely right, right about right. that, and I, I take that back. But like, if you look up Sonic Ranch on Wikipedia... Is it like the like, Bunny Ranch, it's like in like, Nevada? No, it's like a... A crazy resort for like recording nerds. Yeah, um, it's like I don't know how many acres, like seventeen hundred or something. But it's just like the most ridiculous recording facility ever. Oh my god! And they've yeah. got like an original board from Motown that all this shit went down on. And I was just like, they man, have five, man, they have five studios. I saw that. It's they a pretty slick pa- paper swatches on the walls. Yeah, it's a pretty slick. Uh, uh, but yeah, that's that's the, the, that's what that was the mix down. But anyway, like. I just was like, man, if if this is like what really did it for me, like that would be like my pil- my mecca, you know. I'd have to make a pilgrimage. Um, well, ca- and I think for for some places like that, it's kind of better if yeah, you know, there's that adds a little bit to the mystique if you have to hustle to get out there and it takes a while. Like, well, yeah, and you're surrounded by nothing else. Yeah, you know, and they just yeah. make it as comfortable as possible and. Anyway, it's like the exact opposite of that place that uh, Dave Grohl did the documentary on uh, in L.A. That like it's in like an industrial park, but uh, like, where yeah, yeah. where the Tom Petty stuff was recorded and never yeah, mind, like all kinds of like, legendary yeah. stuff. Like, yeah, rumors was recorded there. Nevermind was recorded there. Yeah, yeah, and it's just like the most dingy. Like yeah, we're looking at at photos of this place. Uh, it's like a resort. It it's like a just the yeah resort is a good word for it. Those are some nice rooms. Who can afford to fucking go? It's got to be like sub pop. No, I'm saying to record a record. Like, I mean, I'm 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 saying like it's got to be for a, a lot of vanity projects for like, you know, millionaire or actors that want to like Jeff yeah. Bridges type dudes or like fucking tech. Bruce Willis needs to go knock out another one. Yeah, this is the kind of place he goes. But like. five five fucking studios. Yeah, like it's on this crazy town. I I looked into it a little bit just while I was researching and I was just like that is nuts well, uh, it's, it's, it's the exact opposite of like you know bedroom prodigy task I was going to say it's the exact opposite of like Tascam 4 track cassette pavement uh-huh. track, pavement records I would love yeah Eric's Trip would never record here. Yeah, <laughs> Eric, what a random fucking band like Eric's Trip Where you, the f- I know you know who that is I do know who that is I used to own a at least one Eric's Trip records but what a that, that, that was would, like the you the, got some props there dude fuck yeah. But let, hey, hey, let's listen to a song. Yeah, I think we should. Uh, and actually, my favorite track on it is the first. It the first track. That's mine's it's the best uh, track. Track on it. Yeah, it's great. We're all we're on the same page. Oh, let's listen to it.
So that track, um, all like whenever I hear it, like I just want to do like karate chops and bust some shit up. Oh yeah, it's hardcore. Like I'm sure a lot of MMA fighters listen to this. So like, <laughs> it's my. It would be my. Up. It would be. This is reason number seventy five. While I would never make a very good uh, major league baseball player, this would be my walk up music. Like I just like it'd be like now batting. What the hell is this? <laughs> like so. Anyway, yeah, I don't know why I like, like man. Don this Pardo. is like you throw in like all the things that just slay me, uh, like arpeggios, like. Haunting, ethereal, sprite-like enigma, Shantou's vocals. She's got this... Say that five times fast. Yeah. Shantou's vocals. Haunting Uh, arpeggios. Sprite-like enigma, Shantou's vocals. I just choose to say which part of it I want to say. All right. Well, Um, anyhow, it's just beautiful. Yeah, that's true. This is another one of those acts, too, where I feel like... There'd be a little bit of that Harriet Wheeler situation going on. Well, so well, okay, I was wondering about this, and I yeah. didn't see anything in the literature. So, if right. you guys know one way or the other, are they a couple? I we're, we're don't think oh, they are. Victoria Legrand and but Alex I do not Scally. know that. Oh, okay, yeah. But I've heard or I read uh, her say that she thought they were like, um, I don't know, like musical soulmates. Okay, but it also seemed to me like they they probably. The, the impression I got is they kind of might write like Yola Tingo, which is also a couple plus another dude. Yeah. Um, pretty sure he's not part of that. Yola Tingo is a couple situation. Plus another dude. <laughs> but, but no, they just kind of jam and they kind of start feeling what feels right. And like there's a really like kind of organic, despite the fact that they use drum machines, but like they have like kind of an organic feel to them. Yeah. Yeah. Go back. They have in uh, they. They use a lot of live. They're using live drums again too. Um, they started their first couple records before they went on to sub pop. Were definitely, you know, more drum machine oriented. Drum machine oriented, right? Um, the other thing that, like, I kept seeing comparisons to Nico for her vocals, and I was like, yeah. no, 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 but, she but can but sing. Yeah, it, here's the uh, thing. Hope Sandoval, I, I get because I saw that too. Well, I kind of get Hope Sandoval too, but for when she's singing in the see this this song. Remember, I was I was saying a little while like the songs that when that that made them really c- come up and p- made people start paying attention is when she's singing in her really low range. Okay, um, so that that must be where that Nico thing comes from, and plus like uh, yeah, it, but but I, the impression I get is there's more guitar on the rest of their stuff. Uh, it's or not more the same prominent. amount of guitar. Um, it's this is that's pretty. This album is pretty par for the course. Like just quieter and you know uh, less of less. You know not not as not as large, but not. Well, a, I, they, I thought it was really pretty. I did think that some of the songs uh, suffered from a lack of inertia. It, it does. It does do that. Yeah, like I said, this isn't personally my absolute favorite. No, but I want to get back to her, her, her vocals. That I'd never heard her. To the best of my knowledge, that stood out to me, like because she does play around with, you know, range. she sings in this mid-range stuff, and she sings in this lower range. And this one, it starts out with what I can think of, like the highest of her ranges that I've heard. That little angelic-y kind mm. of thing she normally does. Well, and, and kind of like uh, sideways, bring up a good point. I see her voice more as a- an instrument rather than a lyric delivery device. Well, again. It, it, you well, you have to listen to like and in this record absolutely for sure. I mean, it's not it's not as well, much. Well, I do. This record does make me want to oh, go li- back I get and what find you're all this stuff. But like, but device. no, it's more like you know another instrument in the mix. I get rather what you're saying. I'm supposed to glean something from her poetry. Well, I get what you're saying. And then there also is like sort of the intentional. 
gauziness of the presentation, right? Like it's not supposed to be super clear. Some of it is more ethereal in nature, and it's supposed to be. Like that's well, the impression well, yeah, that I get. I, I was thinking of like Band of Horses where he was like, uh, you know, I, it, they have lyrics to them, and I wrote them down and everything. That's a good example. You know, I, but well, like, well, mainly it's just another flavor in the mix. I mean, this right. isn't this is a band that you don't like, but My Bloody Valentine's that way. We none of us fucking sure. ever listen to My Bloody Valentine for the lyrics. They're there. Yeah, yeah. Well, somewhere. we talked about that. I mean, the and we we don't have to sidebar on that whole thing, but the but except to say that the best part, the best part that the, of my takeaway from when we talked about Loveless and Chain, you weren't actually there for that, even though it was a record you picked, was the fact that that basically. Kevin Shields would like sing the sing under layers and layers and layers of of distorted distorted feedback, feedback and, and yeah. guitar and and then and then you know and then then um, the gal from the band whose name I Belinda me, Butcher yeah singer. would would literally two gr- would literally try and transcribe whatever the hell it was that he just sang like that's how they came yeah. up with the lyrics for that band well, so it it's turns, like it process is fascinating Stipe doesn't even know the lyrics to a bunch of early REM songs oh yeah sure yeah Did, yeah I mean I mean not to this is different, but talking about people that do that stuff, like uh, on Summer Teeth, the Wilco record. Like, if you go and listen to that record, most of the, from what, from my understanding, and you can definitely come away with it from this understanding by listening to it. Some of that shit makes no sense at all, and that was Tweety said in an interview. Yeah, because I was just making it up on the spot. Well, I see. I have an actual appreciation for just words that sound good next to each other, but don't necessarily. Have to that's have because a super that's deeper because meaning. you grew up as a huge REM fan. Well, sure. <coughs> All right, so well, suspicion yourself. Suspicion yourself. Don't get caught, Shane. <laughs> Anyhow, you were saying, Kevin. Oh uh, no, we and we again. We don't have to go down the rabbit hole on this, but but do you see that Michael Stipe and Chloe Seventy are working on a Courtney Love tribute? I did see that, and isn't she still alive? Wait, like a. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just well, the other thing I want to say, actually, the other thing I want to say about Aretha yeah. Franklin, it, it, yeah. came, it came out about a week before she died that she was in ill health, yeah. and all the tributes started pouring in, and yeah. I, I kind of like that, like the the tributes start coming in while they can appreciate them. I don't know if she was still like cognizant, yeah, but anyhow, Shane's geeking out about. Well, yeah, because it's, at some point off the mic, I think that we should. Maybe like you listen to it like another one of their songs. I did actually listen to a little bit of Seven. Seven uh, is awesome. Uh, like it, yeah, my uh, I I put it I, on YouTube on like I have a really nice like home theater. Seven sound be, being the thing. Beach House record that came that out. That came right it's after. The subs- well, it didn't come right, right after, it, but it, like it just, recently. It, it just came out recently, like three and, years and after. Yeah, and like that first song was great. The video again, drugs, uh, but. Uh oh the the video that's uh, oh yeah lemon glow or yeah there's a, I can't remember what it was called but it was a good song it's a good fucking record man yeah uh, at some point I will go listen to all of it but not today should we yes. play another one yeah let's do another one yeah so the uh, other song that I I like I gravitated to and I th- I'm thinking I'm just gonna have Shane pick the third one but um, was Elegy to the Void and I, I what I like about too. it is it has it does have a little bit of inertia to it and it has some dynamic changes that. Uh, I enjoyed quite a bit. We're not going to be able to do that on, on this show here because no, it's a long build-up. Well, right, and that's kind of the limitation of what we do is that you're not going to be able to get the whole gist of it. But, but then it, hopefully but you'll but go builds. out there and listen to it. Yes, absolutely.
So there's some debate as to like who exactly sings back up on that, but uh, what actually struck me about that just uh, on listening to it again is it it's the most Yola Tingo-y thing on the record, which maybe is why I really love it. Like it's pretty Yola Tingo-y, yeah. But I mean, is. just similar sounding stuff. I don't necessarily. I wouldn't hear that song. Well, them at their like most ethereal. I mean, they have a pretty wide range, yeah. wide range of uh, of sounds that they do. And some of their stuff is kind of squally and noisy, and some of it is like pretty and and every now and we'll just throw I in a you little said squalid and noisy. And I was like, don't you? Squally. Aren't those things kind of the same? Squalid? Like squalid and noisy, but I don't squalid. Know. Yeah, squalid means like, like you're on like if you're uh, Skid Row or something. Right. Yeah, I'm thinking yeah. like yeah, and yeah. noisy at the same time. Like, well, that probably usually is those, noisy yes. over there. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. But your shanty squalid. towns, what have you? Yeah, a lot of people in small places. I think I would enjoy this album a lot more if the drums were analog. Yeah, it it just that I can't. And I mean, we we talk all the time about my my obsession with drums on things, but like I just can't get. Oh past man, like I love I love. I your, just can't get past that. I, I love your geeking out on uh, Jump by Van Halen. <laughs> And like that's just oh, the yeah. most ridiculous drum kit ever, <laughs> with the four kick drums. Um, I think but yeah, I, I would just love to have Alex Van Halen get beyond <laughs> sit in with these I, guys. I, I can't get beyond that. Just the just too perfect rhythm of the electronic. I drums think it's done. I think it's done specifically, at least on this and in the, the album before, um, for Sonic stuff. Not not like so. So Mark, let me ask you this: just how it Do sounds. you like the analog drums? Over digital drums because there's just a slight human aspect exactly to it that why. that is like it's like the way it's I imperfect. like I like it when I can hear the pick hitting the strings mm-hmm. with guitars yeah and it gives it like a more human element it's exactly to it. that yeah it's it's and imperfect it can be just like maybe human. just a hair off the beat and that gives it a little bit of flavor yeah well yeah. and I also think that I mean in general uh, like the way most people mic acoustic sets. There's a lot more warmth to, to the drum sound, and and it gives you a lot more of that lower end. And there's no bass, in in this music, and there's no real drums in this music. And it just, it make to me, it ends up feeling thin. And that's like you said at the top of the show. You know, you've got to listen to this on headphones. It sounds so much better on headphones. Oh no, yeah. I, well, I, like I said, I listen to it on a, a tinny like phone, and then I put it on my home theater system, and just like my roommate was gone, so I just. Turn it up to eleven, and uh, it it just kind of it kind of washes over you. Yeah. Well, uh, I mean, this I, I get what you're saying. I, it, for me, it gets it starts at some point. I want to hear a little more dynamics. I don't mind that drum song machines, has more indi- but dynamics I'm, I'm than most of the rest of the record. That was my biggest beef with this record personally. I would say, Mark, like if you go if you were to go back and listen to the two records that put them basically on the map. Teen Dream and Bloom. So what would be your, your ranking of Beach House albums? Because, like, I want to go back and listen to them. You know, it's like... Uh, well, I think that Seven is my favorite, their last mm-hmm. album. But then then those subsequently, like, you know, so Teen Dream, Bloom, and then Team Dream, Team Depression Dream. Cherry, and, and Thank You, Lucky Stars. Like, that would be my... Take the most recent one, and, p- and I'm talking about just the sub-pop records. Put it up at the top. But... Um, they're all good. So I don't think that this is this is probably this probably has less to do with the way that you guys are viewing this record. But one thing that I, one something that I read 
that I thought was particularly <coughs> fascinating in, in that contextually it offers an opinion that we don't often hear about work or like the global aspect of, of one artist's work. And that was that was the idea of sparsity or the idea of the time, like sort of the, the space between when there is sound. And I, in this particular, and I'm not, I'm, I've got it, but I'm not going to find it intentionally. Like, it's, it's more interesting to me to talk about that there were, there were sort of two fronts that they brought up, that this, this reviewer brought up. One was that this, this band has put out records, with the exception of these two, falling within two months of each other, at like a pretty regular clip. But it was like about every two years, and they were all like sort of these little perfect, perfect crafted things. And it was like you had time to digest it, and it was meant to be digested and, and a little bit indulgent over time. And experience. Like, yeah, like you didn't have to rush through them. And then they went into the studio and they cut, they put a whole bunch of tracks together, and it turned into two records that are not. They're not supposed to be the same. One of them is not a follow-up. No, to the they other. make a, a point to say like this is these aren't companion records, and um, you know, but it's, it's but it's, it's the not idea, a response or anything like. Well, and it's that it's not only that tension that you talk about, and uh, you know, sort of the the back of the push pull that can happen with 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 albums, but uh, or or tracks, but it's also just the just the rhythm of the way the circadian rhythm of this band. And so it strikes me, it just struck me as interesting. Like, I thought you were going to say it was the rhythm of the night. Which it was not the rhythm of the night. To the beat of the rhythm of the night. It was the <laughs> rhythm of the night. But no, Kevin, you did bring up a, a point that I, I don't think any of us have yet. It's like, critics love this band. Love them. Love them. Like, and, and actually, I think they're well managed. Like, um, you look at like the festivals they've played and who they've collaborated with and all that, and they're all like kind of critic-proof artists and and i don't think it's that you know they're being put together that way in a svengali way but it just seems like they're just doing it smart um that makes that makes you know building a career in a smart way and curating fans along the way well you know they and a lot of you know again going back to their earlier records and then going up and through the you know there's there's a there's change but just enough change to keep it just interesting a model of consistency a la yola tango another model of consistency Mm -hmm. um but i think that that goes a long way with um just right Right, good songs don't constantly do the same thing. Yeah, don't overthink it, but like enjoy the journey and enjoy the creation. Which is, is it clearly sounds like they do. This is this is easily like I said, like it's it's not by any stretch of the imagination my favorite Beast House record. It's it's probably my least favorite. But it still but, makes it better than but most it's still records. great. <laughs> yeah. Ultimate, well, not maybe not great, but it's very good ultimately. But anyway, all right, Who's let's go. Mark's got it. Let's do some intermission music. Should we should we record that and that uh, yeah, that should be the new sun, one? Yeah, oh, that's yeah. it. Harmonize yeah. your, that's it. Intermission music. Feel so I gave you a harmony. Heat. Now you can record the harmony. Okay. No. All right. Ryan says feel the beat. Uh, we'll have that done. Okay. We'll, we'll have that done. We'll do yeah. it in post. You're yeah. going to fix the whole show in post. Fix it in post. All yeah. right. A few All minutes right. with. Hey, it's time for a few minutes with, and tonight's contestant is Mark. 
Isn't that exciting? Isn't it? What's I'm working up the I'm working up the verve. Like, What's yeah. the prize? Um, the music is the prize, Ryan. The music oh, is always unless the Unless James prize. choosing it, in which case this it's the This is where the magic happens. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah, the so uh, I get I get to take a swing at this here, and um, I felt that that we should pay a little bit of tribute to the Queen of Soul. So we're going to listen to some Aretha Franklin tonight. Uh, specifically, uh, we are going to listen and watch a uh, video of uh, her performance from the Blues Brothers. Oh, nice! Uh, yeah, the the scene in the cafe where she sings "Think." So let's do it. <laughs> Good shit, Mark. Uh, I haven't seen that movie in probably 20 years. I need to watch it again. I kind of think of it as just like a succession of car chases at this point. I I pretty much do, too, actually. There's a lot of that. And and that and We're on a Mission from God. Yeah. Those two things. It is a great movie. Yeah. Uh, Interspersed with music here and there. But, like, I completely forgot about that. I completely forgot that Aretha Franklin was in that movie. Yeah. Yeah, she had like a full-on music video just right in the middle of a major motion picture. That yeah. is correct. And from what I could tell, she doesn't have many other music videos. No, like, it's great. I, I, like you actual, said she like, didn't tour. Like Freeway of pr- Love produced. has a motion. Or has Freeway a of video. Love has one, and she's got Franklin? the one with... Uh, We're going right No, I know, I know, but yeah. she's that got the either. one uh, <laughs> with... Again, with, like she's, it's like she's here, right? She's kind got of. the one with George Michael. Knew you were waiting for me. Yeah. What? Oh yeah. Yeah. See, I, there was a whole lot right. of there was a bunch of shit. There was a whole lot of oh yeah this week uh, in my <laughs> Facebook feed. Well, I I want to point out one thing that I noticed when I was listening to this version in particular, and that is it sounded like um, not the Chipmunks, it, but it, 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 it sounded up. like if you took a thirty-three RPM record and turned it up to forty-five yeah. RPM. Yeah, but, but but not quite. But but yes, but it, it was very rushed. And there you go. Yeah. It was very rushed. It was like somebody was like fell asleep, like cutting it. It was like was it John Landis that uh, directed that. It was John Landis. Yeah, and he's like, "All right, we got we got like an hour to get this right. Let's do it." <laughs> what <laughs> with the whole like the like, last take? Oh, no, I thought you were. I thought no, you were we got about we the gotta re-record movie. the song. It's the movie's too long. I don't want to cut the scene, so yeah, speed it up it, by but two. It, yeah, it's definitely <laughs> like. Uh, a few BPMs faster. Than a, a number of BPMs faster. It's like how somebody like, I guess, John Belushi was probably on a bunch of coke at the time. This is <laughs> he's like, how, no, this yeah. is how <laughs> she goes. Well, that, he's was. like, yeah, 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 yeah. No, it's too slow. Like, yeah. And that's the version that ended up in the movie. Yeah. 
that's that's quite yep. an intro. Well, Plus, a- we got the we got the joy of a of a beautiful sax solo in there. Uh, in with the yeah. see, are you okay with sax and soul? Shane, you know, I know it, you're a card-carrying anti-sax in rock. And I'm not anti-sax in soul, but that kind of splits the difference. See, the the thing is... I mean, James Brown wouldn't exist without sax. Like, uh, I mean, I'm fine with it in horn sections completely. Right. Yeah. Um, uh, I, I, yeah, rock and roll, like all the way across the board. Can't, don't like it. Don't. You know what I heard, which you would... Yesterday, um, I heard this song like... I'm gonna harden my heart or something like yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. swallow my oh the yeah, mo- yeah yeah the motels no I think it, it was no. quarter master no quarter, quarter flash quarter flash, quarter flash. Yeah. yeah 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 and uh, from Portland I get all Oregon those by the way I, early MTV right videos big there's some uh, annoying annoying 80s sax it's I think it's mostly the 80s it's for a I'm saxophone with, with the steam vents and the shades yeah I got yeah. you <laughs> yeah but but. But yeah, uh, that was fine. Whatever. Uh, it's the kind of sex I don't. It's a good song. It's kind of sex I don't like. However, you know what redeemed it for me was his dancing on the counter, on the yes. diner counter behind them, with probably the biggest blue jean bell bottoms I've. In fact, not probably. Those are the two biggest bell bell bottom bells, blue jeans that I have ever seen in my entire life. And they that were big. what they were big. They were big. That made up. For the sex, even if I hadn't liked it, yeah. I get uh, Which, I, I get totally sucked in in that scene uh, by the um, the postal lady that is singing and dancing. Uh, she's she's a male woman for me. The male woman. All of them. All <laughs> Which of just them doesn't sound right. Yeah. The male. <laughs> all of them look like they uh, they just found them like a couple hours before. Hey, do you want to be in a Aretha well, yeah, video? Because she. The postal woman keeps look, looking over at like the choreographer or something, making sure she's doing the right moves. Oh yeah, there uh, none of those. There, I think there's four of them. None of them like were were from a professional casting agency. No, maybe they were on loan from. Uh, uh, oh, never mind. We'll just leave that alone. <laughs> I was trying to think of like okay. the dude from Houston right. who had like the really terrible backups uh, dancers. The dude from Houston. Yeah. Um, oh. Uh, the, the that we did in the one I hit saw wonder. you dance in the rain or whatever. Oh, like, no. Uh, Orange Juice Jones? Yeah. But yeah. No. no, that's yeah. not where I was going with that, but it doesn't matter. Walking we should in talk the rain, about staying in the rain. What were you doing in the rain? Uh, what was happening uh, in the rain? Walking in the rain. Walking in the rain. Yeah. They were holding hands and he was never the yeah. same. That's uh, so true. <laughs> the point well, is, I, I shouldn't bring up things without having thought them through. Okay. All right. Let's go back into the show. Feel the beat, feel the beat, feel the beat. Uh, so we're back on Beach House, and while I was out having my customary half cigarette, I just happened to notice, well, uh, Shane, just read this. Jay-Z and Beyonce at Coachella watching Beach House perform. And something about that is just so right. Uh, I, I don't know. I just appreciate it. You know, you wouldn't necessarily expect it, but like, that makes me like them a little more. Beach House or Jay Z and yeah, Beyonce? Yeah, right. Exactly. That was my yeah. Both, really. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, you know, it I've does say something about something that I've been waiting for, that's been happening recently. There's the, you know, there's two kind of interesting. Well, there's a lot of interesting things with the the way that music is consumed. But we, you know, the the more and more that streaming has become 
the predominant way that people the, get uh, music chief means of delivery that, right yeah. or the primary means of delivery just in general the more that we have people making more mixtapes listening to other people's mixtapes slash playlists and, well, they, and, they, and get a, they get a couple like marquee things like uh itunes like song of the day kind of stuff where people would find them that maybe wouldn't have. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, the, you know, People will listen to other people's playlists and will come in contact with a very incongruous group of music were it to be 2002 or something. Sure. Like, you know, this was like, 2012 when Jay-Z and Beyonce yeah, like, that's checked what, them that's out what at Coachella. Yeah. Had you gone 10 years before, you wouldn't have... A lot of people were sort of still locked in. A lot of people, not all of us. Locked into their little bubble. Locked into their little genre things. And and you really, you know, it, it it's bad on one hand that that people are consuming a song at a time for the artist, but on the other hand, it's good for music consumption in general as far as the populace goes because people are really open more and more and more open to different sounds and no, different and styles. I think we're still kind of sorting out like how all that works and how it can be good. You know, like what was remarkable to me is I consumed this on YouTube and it was an official sub pop put it up there. That and is weird. Yeah, they're embracing it. Like they put it up there. They had the song titles, like as like I watched it on my forty inch TV that I bought from Kevin for hundred bucks. Thanks, Kev. Sure. Um, anyway, uh, <laughs> but like I, I watched the whole thing. Like it was a like a sub pop production, and I watched a five second commercial. So I'm not sure exactly how it makes them money, but uh, it doesn't make the it artist does. any money. But I mean, I don't know. Well, some, uh, of that, some of that stuff's a long play too, right? It's like they don't do they don't do man well, do that individual I'm, now thing. I'm kind of more interested in Beach House, and there's a better chance that I'm going to go right do something like pay for a download or buy a record. Sure. Well, that's definitely what they're banking on for sure, right? Yeah. I mean, so, that's the only so reason like, I, I don't know if we know how that's that. going to shake out, but like I th- I thought it was kind of a bold move. Yeah, like usually it's you know you know uh, Beach House 1982. Dude, that yeah, put some something guy that up. like took his like video camera and like filmed the TV and it's you know or whatever yeah and they'll put it up or the, whatever the that label want to take it down you know or something. you've yeah. seen that shit you know you've seen uh, like, some yes maybe not I with mean, PHS, I, but yeah I've seen <laughs> I, I think a lot of the record labels are embracing the 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 technology that we have and you know there's there's tons of official video stuff on YouTube that's just it's freely available. Nobody just nobody yeah. really. If that, I've never seen albums like I see official videos all the time. Like on, is it Vivo, 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 what? A, yeah, like that. I thing. think it might be Vivo. I don't know what it's it is. Viva, Las Vegas. Yeah. <laughs> hey, it's remember that movie? Remember that classic uh, Viva La, uh, Rock Vegas? Isn't that what it's called? This Flintstones oh, too. The, the, the uh, uh, that was the sequel. Yeah, right? and Stephen Baldwin was in it. Oh, so it must be good. Yes, of course. <laughs> so, um, but anyway, like, yeah, I mean, I get, look, I in every way understand it. I embrace it. Um, well, but, I just but, wonder but if they, they've got a, got a new arrangement with labels that, like, you know, for, like, spins, like, if they get, like, an ASCAP thing funneling through them. I, I don't know. I have no idea. I haven't done my research on well, that. Well, there's stuff. And I kind of, I won't say I don't care, but I don't care enough to actually do the research. You, sh- you should care a little bit, but um, it's it's kind of it's kind of fucked up that Spotify is like worth like X amount of money, like billion dollars, and haven't turned a profit yet. Well, ha- and they pay like artists like 
a, pennies. like a penny, literal pennies per per download. How the fuck are they going to be even remotely close to profitable when they start paying artists what they what should get paid to download? Like, yeah, you know where it used to, to be like ninety nine cents for a song on iTunes, and the artist would get like seventy five cents of that. Like now, it it's literal pennies. I like that it's. The, I mean, not seventy five cents iTunes. or literal pennies as well. <laughs> and and Spotify doesn't pay you in a bag full of of pennies. I guess it's what uh, I meant was like sweaty hundreds, right? Like that's what they. It's like sweaty, sweaty, stolen hundred dollar bills. Oh, uh, I think it's more like sweaty, stolen like pennies. Like, maybe, maybe. Yeah, they went. They Spotify just goes into some old dude's house and gets pennies out of his like so change this is jar. Tangentially related. But, Do you occasionally uh, get like balls of lint too? Yeah. <laughs> so this is only tangentially related, but yeah, you you brought it up and so in my head and it won't go away now. But like, remember when I worked for Ruth Chris Steakhouse? Sure, Ryan. I do. Okay, so um, we had to write them a check because like we'd make enough money that like every two weeks we'd have to write them a check for our tax bill. Well, they fired me, and then they sent me a bill for what I owed them in taxes, and it was like I don't know, like eight bucks. But I really wanted to go get like eight hundred pennies and put it in like a goodwill bag. You should have and bring it in. I know it was a great idea, and I just never followed through. And thankfully, they didn't sue me. So it's a I great mean, idea. Okay, life is full of regrets. You, you worked at Ruth's Chris like twenty years ago. That is true, and and it's I, I still hold on some it stuff. is still <laughs> steaming you. So, I hate to tear us away from that scintillating anecdote, but uh, but interest like something that strikes me just a. Just a tweak on the language. Um, the spin review is kind of all over the place. We've talked a little bit about some of the things that's been covered, but I wanted to read the last sentence of the spin review because it strikes me as framing this album in a way that I hadn't really considered. And it's what they said. The writer says is Beach House's releases to date have come fogged by intoxicant nostalgia and hypoxia, but thanks, thank your lucky stars does not. Uh, does what their work has begged all along and wipes the dew from the rearview mirror, you're going to like what you see. Now, the whether or not you like what you see, I mean, it sounds like we're all pretty much in agreement that like it's a, it's a, it's a delightful record by most record standards. It may not be the most delightful in their canon, and I don't know their canon like say Shane does, but um, I thought it was interesting that this writer chose to use the term hypoxia, which is what the hell does that mean? Do you, do you know what that is? That's like, isn't is that like water a, when you don't get air it when is, you're climbing is, a mountain? It's it is well that or like when air pressure goes out of a plane and everybody passes out, the plane crashes. Yeah. So it's like basically it's a it's a metaphor for like getting too high, like essentially like it's it's like too ethereal, too it ascends to heights that are greater than it should, like. And I guess I could see a little bit of basically it sounds like it, what this writer is saying is that maybe there are times when this band is is not necessarily out of their depth but like ascends past their their re, their place in competence. Here is my theory on that and this is off the cuff but um you know I feel like this band has reached a place where like uh a reviewer of any repute would be embarrassed to write something bad about them, so well, he wrote that. around it. Oh, that's interesting. You know, yeah, like I can see that, like you know, he he wrote a lot of like kind of ambiguous language there, and didn't really say anything all that bad. He but doesn't it, lose he didn't his cool necessarily card. like it. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. Anyway, I I really enjoyed a vast amount of this record. I um, 
I do I'm, think it's. I'm uh, interested in more to get to know more of their catalog. I think that 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 would be it for both of you, all three of you guys, knowing all three of your uh, taste in music. Think I think you would case, enjoy. And I also think that we throw this term around a lot on the show, but like repeated listings, I think I'm gonna dig this record even more. Do you want to do um, one more of these? Guys? Yeah, I, I thought you would pick one. Oh, oh. sure. I, th- I let's do the second song. We'll just do the first three songs. I, I, I like that quite a bit too. It's another one where. She's singing in the in the higher register. So yeah, she's so lovely. stuff i love about those guys like chord changes and then in the right places like little interest a lot of guitar lines in there um and kind of everything that i like and a little bit that i don't like about it like i did get a little sleepy um (laughs) but i would love to have a uh company last as i think you used on a previous (laughs) climb up Uh, on the roof and smoke cigarettes before she flies back to germany yeah exactly uh, very but yeah, specific. it's a pretty song. Like I don't know that I get lost in it, uh, but it's it's good stuff, man. And I I definitely am looking forward to hearing. It. Like I I feel like <clears throat> about this record, like kind of like when I first started like hearing the Pixies or something. You know, like a, a band that you you know you're gonna like a lot more of. That's a even that's a good way to put it. Uh, uh, Buddy of mine made me a, a cassette recording of Trompe Le Monde and I thought it was like super abrasive and I listened to it again and I listened to it again and I listened to it again and then I went back and I was like okay this is actually pretty good and I went back and listened to Doolittle and all the rest and and I feel like there's some depth here that I really need to investigate further. I, I say start with Teen Dream and go to Bloom um, anyway just good stuff anybody here knows I, I love these guys alright so of course I'm going to say a great record I, I'm, I'm with you on like No, I, I'm just saying, like, thanks for, thanks for yeah. putting a Beach House record on there because I'd completely forgotten about it. It's so weird. I had never listened to this. and They I'm, just I'm started popping up on my radar, and it was mostly because, you know, I listened to, like, you know, the public music radio station here in town, and, and I just heard a couple songs I liked, and I was like, that's fucking great. And I think those are both songs off Seven. Uh, yeah, but anyway, it, it sounds like great. there's there's some stuff worth getting into there, and uh, and anyway, and one of the one of the ways it popped up on my radar was you. So anyhow, uh, all right, who's got next week? Now we still haven't done the last song. We'll get to that. Have it's called we? it's called a current affair. Uh, oh, correct. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> all right. <laughs> Leave it there. Like Ryan, sound like a dumb shit. All right, we're gonna do a song today by this band. What's called Plastic Skeletons by this band, Jealous of the Birds. 
Shane, that song fucking rocks. I knew you were going to love that one. Dude, like, you take, like, uh, I don't know, like, uh, Yeah, Yeah, Yes, plus, like, uh, Elastica. I knew you were going to bring Elastica into this. And, like, PJ Harvey, and, like, Uncle. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, Uh, that song fucking rocks, man. And, and like, really, I'm not, I'm doing this song a disservice by just. I've had to wait weeks to, it down like, to, to bring it into the show to, like, finally get back to a few minutes with that I had. And I was like, I, I think I, I've, I've been wanting to, I've been <laughs> wanting to text you for, for weeks and be no, like. No, I think I've heard, like, half that song, like, when I was checking my presets and I caught, like, the tail end of it or something on uh, KTX. And I just didn't have, I was too disheveled to be able to Shazam it. But yes, score. Yes, you win. Too disheveled to Shazam is my new T-shirt <laughs> That's right. Well, your your that T-shirt really is tonight t-shirt. is yes. Mike D and Ad Rock and MCA. And I was just wondering if like uh, whoever made that just didn't want to pay for the licensing for Beastie maybe. Boys. Yeah, maybe that could be it. Could be it. No, that song's great. That song's great. Fine work, Shane. There's a there's a, is that a Belfast. Yeah, yeah, that's Na- Na- Naomi or Naomi Hamilton. She's from she's from Northern Ireland. I got turned on to. The record that she put out a couple years ago, um, Parma Violet, and which is completely different, but it's just it's it's a lot quieter um, acoustic, but there's definitely like guitar and keys, and it's beautiful. Every song on it's great, and then uh, then this one popped up, and uh, it's totally different and better. And um, dude, that's just like that's it's another example of how the 90s are still very alive right now outside of true like in Australia, Ireland and England, like all the shit that I'm listening yeah, to. You're Courtney Barnett's like like she's embraced what the have 90s you. And, yeah. Uh, but anyway, man, like, yeah, just like just hook up the IV of that shit. She and, is a fucking amazing lyricist. I, I, like if if I highly recommend uh, I'm going to just be doing that all night, though. Album Parma Violet that came out before this. Um, there's some lyrics on that. This song has great lyrics on it, and there's some like killer, crazy good lyrics on uh, on that record too. So, but jealous of the birds. What was that song called? Uh, Plastic skeletons. That's about that song is about. She came over to to play South by, and I think she did a tour and. The all the anecdotes are about her in different cities and stuff like those. She says that those like every word is true, so I don't know. Anyway, good shit, man. Uh, you may stay. Yeah, I really like that one. Excellent. All, all right. right. So who's got next week? Kevin. I've got. Next oh, you week. got it right this time, right? <laughs> yeah. Finally. <laughs> yeah. So well, first I'll tell you what I was gonna spec for next week, um, and that is the. Uh, this is, we're not going to listen to the new Boy Genius record, which is the the project that Julian Baker and Phoebe Bridgers and and uh, Lucy, I believe it's Dacus, are working yeah, on Lucy together. Dacus. Yeah, that's yeah. the remember that was the woman that I called you. Oh, whatever. yeah, yes, yes, yes. Anyway, but yeah, so all three of those acts, Shane, are working together. I would, and there are three I tracks. Heard that, of this? Yeah, there's a there's a they're putting out an EP on Matador, and it comes out. I think it's on Matador, but doesn't break until November. And so there are three of those songs that are out now, and I would totally cover an EP on the show, but. Three songs is really more like a segment and not a not an hour. So um, we'll, we'll have to wait on that one until it comes out. But the other thing that happened is there are like five teenage fan club records that got re-released this week. And 
There's one of them. I only that I, know the I don't, one. I don't know very well. Well, you probably know Bandwagon S. That's the only one. Uh, I know. That's the only one I know. Yeah, but I don't know um, Grand Prix, and so we're gonna listen to Grand Prix for next week. It's the it's the re-release of a 1995 Teenage Fan Club record. Is it uh, spelled like Grand Prix? It is okay. spelled like that. So I'll know how to search for it. Now, see, yeah. there's words in English that don't they don't really, they look sometimes. You don't pronounce them all literal yeah. And stuff. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah. French don't have a word for entrepreneur. Is that true? Yeah, that's why there are no businesses there. <laughs> <laughs> All right, kids, we should probably get out of here. All right. <laughs> well, until next week, I'm Kevin. I'm Ryan. I'm Mark. I'm Shane. This is Somebody Likes It. <laughs>